What's up, everybody? You are listening to Switch Flicks, the podcast where we love and hate movies at the same time. I'm your host, Omar, and I'm here with my favorite minor god, Haysam. Haysam, how's it going? You know, um, in this movie, Christian Bale plays a character called the God Butcher. Okay. He plays a character who's turned away from uh, religion and the gods. Right. Right? I see why they hired Christian Bale. Oh, God. <laughs> the rules of the podcast are simple. Haysam and I review something. One of us will have to love it. One of us will have to hate it. And who does what will be determined by the flip of a coin. The coin of fate. The coin of fate. The coin of fate. The catch is that at any point in our debate, we can use the switch to change positions. So if you loved it, you now hate it. And if you hated it, you now love it. Spoilers, as always. Today, we are reviewing Thor, Love and Thunder. Let us begin with our patented one breath synopsis. <coughs> Thor Love and Thunder is a 2022 American superhero film based on Marvel Comics featuring the character Thor. It is the sequel to Thor Ragnarok and the 29th film of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The film is directed by Taika Waititi in the film Thor attempts to find inner peace but must return to action and recruit Valkyrie Korg and Jane Foster who is now the mighty Thor to stop Gore the Guard Butcher Bale from eliminating all gods. The movie adapts elements from Jason Aaron's run on the mighty Thor comic book which sees Foster's take on the mantle and powers of Thor whilst under treatment for cancer. Meanwhile, Grodd kidnaps... Children from a new Asgard in an attempt to reach the center of the universe and eliminate all gods. <laughs> I'm now about to flip the coin of fate. If it lands on heads, you love Thor, Love and Thunder. Oh, yeah. If it lands on tails, you thunder <laughs> Thor, Love and Thunder. Right, you hate it. Blunder. You hate it. Right. Uh, uh, here goes nothing. Heads. Oh, yeah. You love Thor, Love and Thunder. Wait, wait, wait. Laughs, action, gravitas, muscles, magic, gods, butchering. So much to enjoy and so much to pack into a powerful two-hour film. What you did there was just random word association, <laughs> which is what this movie is. It is totally uneven. And I think it's time that they stopped making these God, Thor yeah. movies. Chris Hemsworthless, more like it. <laughs> Taika, why? DD. See, puns. I can be funny too. This is humor of the highest caliber, all right? This is not random word association. This is whip smart, quick, t on your feet thinking. That is also balanced by a deep appreciation for emotion and meaning. This is silly slapstick humor and it is mostly kind of juvenile humor and the big problem now i love since when do you have any issue with juvenile humor i listen poopy face. <laughs> listen mr poopy face okay uh i think that thor ragnarok <laughs> was a fantastic film and this is such a huge step down from Forward. it the humor does not hit and it is too much of a comedy. It's just a comedy throughout. And so there are no stakes in this film. Listen, from the start, the stakes that we're talking about, you've got Thor has lost everything. He's trying to find himself. He's again. lost his uh, charisma. He's lost his uh, brain cells because he Thor in this movie is so stupid. He was never stupid. He was 
kind of uh you know he had a frat boy kind of thing going but in this movie it is ridiculous how much they've dumbed him down again like i'm saying the movie has no stakes you keep trying to turn away from that but you know there's these kids that are kidnapped in this movie and that should feel dangerous right but it doesn't They're it just God kids. it's too these comedic not, these aren't regular kids <laughs> these aren't children who would die of, of asphyxiation on an alien planet they're the children of god so please give me a break all right not to mention the fact that I mean, look, there's an entire thread where Jane Foster is literally dying, all right? And the fact of the matter is that that is a serious issue. And from the beginning, what she's trying to do, just like any human being would, is to react to that situation through humor. That is the most human way to react to a difficult situation. Switch. And it's completely inappropriate. <laughs> totally uncalled for i mean what is this really just this level of jokes above all jokes above all i mean the the amount of absurdity in this film look we had it in thor ragnarok and all of us liked it but here that's all we have from beginning to middle to end everything that we thought we liked about thor ragnarok taika waititi basically made that the film right we have korg all right everybody's like oh we like korg now korg is the film he's yeah. in the beginning middle he's the narrator narrator and when he dies he doesn't even die we're like oh thank god he's dead they pick up his face and then they strap it to their head so you're saying on. that he took all the good things about Ragnarok and made that the film yeah that sounds great <laughs> Why are you complaining about that? <laughs> This movie does a delicate dance of humor and pathos. Uh Danger, Christian Bale's performance. Let's talk about some of those performances. Right. Christian Bale has plays one of the best MCU villains we have ever seen. He's dangerous. The movie actually starts with him, so you really connect with yeah, his character. Yeah. You see his motivation. Right. And then he's so scary throughout oh, the no, film. Oh no, you skipped a part. So the movie starts with him and he's dying on a desert planet yeah and you know you're thinking that the film is going in one direction his daughter yeah. dies yeah. so you're like oh wow a, a heavy moment well, how suddenly emotional. he walks into this this absurd looking set that looks like a set it does not look like it should belong in any film of any kind it looks like an animatic for the film All right? Like literally they bought plants from IKEA and yeah. put them around. And there's this god that is so absurd, right? That all of a sudden the tone switches so much that you're like, "Okay, what movie am I watching?" Fine, I'll forgive it. Yeah. Let's see what happens. You know, you see Christian Bale doing his best to put some value into this 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 really empty husk of a character. And then, oh, the god, what does he do? He he points literally to a sword on the ground. He's like, "Oh, well, don't touch that sword. That is a sword that can kill yeah. me, and that's the sword that you shouldn't touch. So don't go near mm -hmm. the thing, the plot device that will then float into your hand I, of its own accord." <laughs> like, like yeah. come on. Uh, no, I think what first that shows the god's kind of vanity, which is what that this movie is showing, right? And it is such a great representation of those kind of gods that were always so full of themselves and so in much like Thor was in the first movie this is a whole a uh, narrative arc that's going on here. We have seen how Thor has changed, but these gods like they are still full of themselves, right? And yes, those sets did look like they were plants and like, you know, CGI. And that was on purpose because this movie pays homage to the 80 movies from the 80s. Does it? Right? That's oh, what wow. the that's what the tone of the film is. It is like I feel like uh, you're arcing around <laughs> every logical point right no. now. The only thing I can do is say that 
ev- at every point when a decision yeah. could have been made in this film, mm-hmm. Taika Waititi, who I again used to love, yeah, right? I used to love Taika Waititi. I used to love the the stuff he did in, in in what we do in the shadows, even in the 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 flight of the Concords. Yeah, you know, hilarious show. Uh, what he did in Boy, what he did in Hunt for the Wilder People, what he did in Thor Ragnarok, mm-hmm. and now he's just so full of himself wow. that all he can do is just joke and joke and joke and ha 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 at in jokes. Also, it's like every but nobody takes anything seriously anymore. We have Natalie Portman back in this film, right? And she is giving her? such an amazing performance right. here uh, you know she didn't want to, to have anything to do with right, the MCU right. for a very long time mm-hmm. and then she saw what a great character this is switch and then Natalie Portman said I'd rather die than be in another MCU movie just kill off my character give me cancer because that's what the MCU is uh, I think that's what the C stands for oh my Marvel god. cancerous universe oh my god <laughs> Oh my god. Uh this movie So wait, you're saying that according to this logic that they took that as a script note? Yes, they absolutely did. They're like we'll do that? Yes. Uh I don't understand why there this movie has two such kind of tonally uh different things happening. Everything's comedy and then you have this really like heavy ah. cancer subplot and they just don't go together. I get it, I get it. it is so jarring to watch in the movie. You're tone deaf. <laughs> You're not tone deaf in terms of music. You're tone deaf in terms of movies. Yeah. All right? What you don't see is the expert way that Taika Waititi has elevated his craft, right? Now the thing about Taika Waititi and his elevated craft is that he is the master at balancing real world stakes pain and 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 an emotional heartache all right with a childlike wonder and and a sense of humor you know it, this is the thing that makes his films feel so refreshing and revitalizing he tackles these serious issues in a way that still pays them respect but doesn't it doesn't sink into its own sense of of sadness and depression and still makes us feel revitalized it is frankly exhausting to watch this movie and then there's the cgi which is absolutely cartoonish okay. there's the on the nose music with how the guns and roses over and over again two things all right how dare you speak ill of the cgi artists all right you keep doing this all right i don't you're punching down man you're punching down and as an indian <laughs> Your fellow countrymen are there slaving away for Marvel, yeah. all right? For big, you know, for for big Marvel, all right? Who to be fair to Marvel, you know, they have so many fans that they're trying to satisfy like yourself, all yeah. right? If only we would take a step back and appreciate the hard work of all these artists and and not punch down, they're doing their best within extremely difficult circumstances. Wow, uh, you know, I want movies to be more like Top Gun, you know, with real people, <laughs> real danger. Instead, we get this nonsense. So, how can we shoot a real go into real Asgard, real go Asgard. into space, uh, do something? But whatever we end up with here is absolutely cartoonish. And here's the other thing I really want to talk about. Okay, Marvel fatigue. Right, there are so many Marvel movies, Marvel TV shows. I am just bored of them. It's the same thing over and over again. Ever since the Avengers Endgame has ended, all these movies, most of these movies, have been a disappointment. What? And they don't know what they're doing with this multiverse stuff. It is just flailing about. It's all coming together, as you will see. Mm. Kevin Feige, may God bless him, yeah, has a plan. Kevin Feige. May God bless him. Yeah, is 
the one who is the, the, the brain behind all this. Now, this, this phase is a transitory phase, as we know, because Kevin Feige, may God bless him, knows exactly what is happening. Just because you don't see it yeah. doesn't mean, you know, your problem is you have no faith. <laughs> you have no faith, all right, in the God that is <laughs> Kevin Feige, who has a plan for all of us and Marvel, and who knows where we're all headed. You don't have to know the details. There's you just have to have faith. Marvel thing happening every month. There's a new TV show. There's a new, it's well, like, let's get back to the film itself, all right? To this specific, specific film, there are so many incredible Easter eggs and wonderful scenes that just play out like just, just purely for our satisfaction, okay? And how dare you, okay? You've got Valkyrie coming back as, as King Valkyrie, and she's just such an interesting character, all right? She wants to get back into the fight. Instead, she's been put into an administrative position, right? You've got, uh, you know, Jane Foster, who's now the mighty Thor, just a complete contrast between her weakened and, and weakened body, and then and then because of the the love that Thor has, and the fact that he asked Majolnir, Mjolnir to to protect her, has now been able to actually become the mighty Thor in order to 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 th this this wonderful experience of, of fighting against this horrible thing ca yeah. called cancer. Then you go to 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 you know to to, to the the God place. Oh God, let's you talk. Know? What's that called again? The God place. God place. Uh, let's talk Mecca. Uh, let's talk <laughs> about uh, Russell Crowe. What is Russell Crowe doing in this movie? It is phenomenal. Awful. He's a discount Jeff Goldblum. They're trying to find some other quirky actor and that accent that he puts on. Greek. It is so weird. Australian it is, Greek. It is. It it it. it, it Have is. you never bought a? Pita from an Australian Greek <laughs> vendor. By the way, it really goes to show that we're talking about a superhero movie and we haven't talked about the action at all because the action is so forgettable. The action in Ragnarok was so colorful, so beautiful. How, the, how can you say that there's action from beginning, middle and end, even in the opening scene when Thor is fighting these owl creatures? Guess what? Enya's playing, epic splits, callback, Jean-Claude Van Damme, destroying nail destroying them left and right and center and then you've got the attack on Asgard and what do you get you get all these people fighting all these creatures destroying and then and then when gore comes out of the shadows and he looks like a death's head and he's just terrifying and then he fights first with with Thor and then he fights them again and he fights them again and every single one of those battles is just mm, it's just so satisfying what are you talking about man what are you switch that the fight scenes all right are paint by numbers they're paint by numbers, right? I mean, what, what 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 kind of a fight scene is with an amorphous series of inky creatures that rise out of the shadows and have no personality whatsoever? The fight scenes are so creative. Taika really knows how to frame a fight. Every every scene's a painting, you know? You have the black and white section in this film in the yeah. middle. Incredible. Lack of budget. In <laughs> It is so beautiful, uh, and the film is filled with frames like that, shots like that, ideas like that. Taika Waititi is full of ideas, and he puts it all on the screen, and that's what I love. He puts everything out there uh, for everyone to see. Exactly. When Thor's butt is out there for everyone to see, because why? I mean, imagine he'd done that with a female character. You are Imagine he'd done that with a female character. The shock and outrage that would be out there in the world. Imagine that. How dare you, Taika? How dare you? Chris Hemsworth is a beautiful, beautiful man. 
every inch of his skin, <laughs> every crevice on his body is incredible. Right. Okay. You are just a Thor loser. Whip, 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 whip. And uh, with that, I do feel like we've reached the natural conclusion of this debate. Uh, tell me, Haisam, what do you actually think about Thor, Love, and Thunder? Um, I'm a Thor loser. <laughs> that should have been in the movie. Uh, yeah. See, I could have written this movie. They should have allowed me to. No. Uh, what did I think about this movie? It is... I had a good time with the film. I think it is often very funny. I laughed a lot. Uh, it has some uh, really beautiful frames, some beautiful ideas. But I think at the end of the day, it is a movie that is less than the sum of it, some of its parts. It is very uneven. Um, and I was just left kind of with a little... Like, I, I was not satisfied. I had very high hopes for Taika Waititi because I love the Ragnarok movies, but this really does feel like he needed to be reined in a little bit. More. Uh, and um, yeah, it should have been better. It's still fun, but it should have been more than that. So, you know, I was disappointed, I have to tell you, you know, because I, again, Thor Ragnarok was literally... My, maybe I don't know if it's my favorite, but I think, yeah, it could very well be my favorite it's in the top, Marvel like, if it's yeah. not in the top three or whatever. Yeah. You know, it's one of my favorites. I loved it. You know, uh, it balanced like real, you know, emotional moments with awesome, you know, music and really epic fights and, and just, you know, uh, and, and humor and, and a buddy kind of, you know, yeah. uh, comedy thing. So there was, it just gave you such a spectrum, right? And And when there were scenes that were really, epic or emotional they weren't undercut by the humor yeah and the problem here is that what i found out is that actually you know taika waititi didn't write thor ragnarok okay right it was actually not him i mean he directed it yeah. and i'm sure he added a lot of of ad-libbing mm -hmm. i don't think writing in terms of plot structure yeah and and storytelling in that sense you know, is his strong point. Mm -hmm. It doesn't seem to be, at least not in Marvel terms. Yeah. You know, when it comes to his own personal movies, like Boy and, and Hans for Wilder, Wilder yeah. People and all of that, that's a different story because that's, I think, very personal to him and, and I'm, they're incredible. Yeah. But when it comes to respecting the emotional arcs of, of these characters and, and, and kind of keeping them grounded, but then littering it with all these hilarious kind of non sequiturs and, and you know, yeah. you know, that's he's good at, but... But this film had no plot. Yeah. It was pointless. It felt like they were just random, random moments of uh, uh, off-the-cuff humor that just deflated the film. It feels strangely episodic, and it feels like, okay, uh, something happens at the beginning, and something's about to happen at the end, and then and like the there. entire middle of yeah. it is just kind of like filler. Yeah, uh, exactly. and it's like filler of just jokes or just random like side quests that have really nothing to do with the film. There's exactly. no kind of sense of pacing or anything um, like that. that. I would have rather had 90% less jokes and seen gore actually kill gods, yeah. first of all. Like that was non-existent, which is such a strange decision. Mm -hmm. 
You know, why would you keep a joke about... I mean, this film made me angry in many ways, okay? It made me angry because, first of all, it made Thor look like a big old idiot, yeah. all right? Destroying things left, right, and center when he should know better at this point. He wasn't an idiot in Ragnarok. He, was he wasn't, no, he wasn't an idiot. He was maybe goofy, but yeah. not, a, not, a, not destructive and an idiot. Like, yeah. there are two scenes here that are very indicative of his idiocy, yes. all right? The first scene where he goes to save you know, the, the, these inhabitants of the planet yeah. from these owl creatures. And you can tell, you can see it from a mile away. That, that thing is that that, have, that's, yes. that crystal tower that's so important for them is going to be destroyed. Yes. And so that's not funny at all. In fact, no. it made me upset. Yeah. You know, like, because I'm like, why would he do that? Yes. He's just a goddamn big old fucking idiot. You yes. know, like, screw him. I don't like him anymore. You know, like, you know, and, and, and so that was one thing. And then, like, you know, another thing is, like, when he's about to, to fly off into, you know, on, uh, you know, when he's in the hall with, uh, with, with his uh, in new Asgard. Yeah. And he wants to fly off to, I don't know where to, to you know, he, he, he uses the Bifrost. Yeah. And he doesn't go outside to use it. He just uses the Bifrost right there in the yeah. middle of the hall, destroying the roof. Yeah. Like, like, that kind of stuff is, like, cheap. It's cheap jokes that makes yeah. him look like an idiotic jackass yeah. and and okay like unnecessary you know um it, and then the humor undermines absolutely everything yeah. in the film you know for example you know when when thor is talking to the kids using the sight thing that heimdall's son yes. axel or whatever his name is you know that the kids were fine i actually liked the kids you know they yeah. were you know as i do you know i, I love kids yeah. uh, <laughs> stop <laughs> but their scene, there's there's actual stakes. These kids have been kidnapped and they're on a, another planet entirely. And Thor is there to try to calm them and try to make yeah. them know that he's on the way. And suddenly he starts kind of swatting at his nose. And then you cut back and you see Valkyrie, who I really liked in Ragnarok, yeah. but I absolutely despise in this film, right? Yeah. She's like tickling his nose with his hair. Why? 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 Like in Why? that situation, That's these kids are in danger. Why are you doing this practical joke? Like it makes absolutely no sense in context of the film and it makes no sense for these characters to do it. Do you not care about the kids? Are you not taking this seriously? Like if if the characters aren't taking it seriously, why should, we? Why should I take this exactly. seriously? I understand when there's jokes happening, but you can't, they can't undermine the actual danger of the situation. Um, there are... I think I like this movie more than you did because I did one. I did laugh a lot every time those goats screamed. I did laugh. That was just funny. Um, every time, almost every time they screamed, I laughed. Uh, and they were funny, I, but like there were a lot. <laughs> like they kept screaming. I think uh, Christian Bale does uh, really, really. He's given very little, but he plays the he plays his character really well. He's, he's the best part of the film. He's scary. He is. Uh, he has that gravity. He brings all of Christian Bale into the... Uh, he's, he's fantastic. And I think visually it does have some, you know, there's like the black and white sequence, which is kind of really cool. Or just how the ship kind of hits yeah. into the planet. Like, yeah. that's just a cool it's, visual. It's funny because the, I heard some complaints about the visuals. And again, you know how I'm like telling you, like, stop talking yeah. shit about the animators. Like, I do mean that, yes. you know, like, like I've had enough 
of yeah. people like d- d- you know d- undermining animators because they work their freaking asses off they're underpaid it's a brutal occupation yes. uh, working these deadlines and it's so funny when somebody on YouTube takes one shot and they're like I've made it better yeah, yeah. well could you have made the entire uh, freaking movie better in a month like sorry but I have to say though I th- I do think like I agree with there's you about certain, that there's a certain amount that you have to lay off but you know? I think that you know more than talking about when when I complain about the CGI for especially Thor, it's not about the actual people doing the job. I don't right. think they're doing their job badly. I think that in general, right. the MCU's uh, special effects have become increasingly grating for me when right, I see right, it right. because they have such a cartoonish design. Like they have. So you mean conceptually? I think more so than even in the. Execution. I'm not saying like it's bad job by these people. Right. They're doing what they've been told to do. Right, but like, right. I think that it is l- like this, even we haven't reviewed Multiverse of Madness, but the CGI in that, like it is so cartoonish. It feels so fake. I really feel like I'm just kind of watching a cartoon yeah. with green screen and like that, people like kind of jumping around. Only the people are real. Yeah. And there's yeah. like just colors and it just, it the, there isn't. But it's funny because I didn't really feel that about Ragnarok, even though it was very heavily treated, but you know it was very heavily treated. Now, I don't know if there was a lot more real sets or whatever. I think because it is so overly stylized, maybe that helps Mm. a little bit. Uh, But it's still just like none of the fight sequences feel like there's any real fighting going on. I'm just kind of watching it for like cool... Like I, like, I, I like the fight with, with Christian Bale, the one in, uh, near the end. It's just the way that Christian Bale fought. Yeah. The way, the thing is, I, I can't, any scene that had Christian Bale in it, I was like, yes. I was really like happy with that. I was like, this is cool, you know? Yeah. Um, there's so much to say about this film. I mean, even like, okay, there was apparently two hours of, 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 of scenes left on the cutting room yeah. floor. And initially I was like, well, I want to see that. was before I saw the movie. Yeah. I was like, why are we not seeing that? And now that I saw the movie, I'm like, I don't want to see yeah, that. Yeah, I think it was probably Maybe more probably of this. just more of the same pointless yeah. jokes, you know? Um, I would have really wanted to see more of Christian Bale. Yeah. And literally, I would have wanted to see him killing gods. Like, there was absolutely... He, he kind of kills one god in the beginning. And, and what, what, like... Like, let him, let's see what he's doing. Like, why did we not get to see some of that? I think the other thing I have kind of, I think we kind of talked about in the review is the idea of the Marvel fatigue. I'm still very excited for all the Marvel movies. But I watch all the shows and I watch all the TV stuff. And I feel like now if I'm going to watch something in the cinema, it has to really be kind of special in a way. Where otherwise I'm like, ah, this could be a TV show. Or like, there's just a new Marvel thing every two months. So it kind of feels like I'm just watching so much of it where if it doesn't feel like extra special, then it just like, you know, No Way Home. It just, or like the movies don't have like some crazy cameos in it. Like it just kind of feels like, oh, okay, I guess I watched that. Uh, Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm not fatigued, let's say, but I can definitely see how much there's like, there's an overwhelm of yeah. this stuff and so it makes them less special but but that wasn't an issue for me with this film i was really looking forward to it i was super psyched yeah. you know and and the thing that really brought me down in this film was the lack of substantial story the undermining of every meaningful scene with humor yeah uh you know uh, like like humor that wasn't landing like really like off the cuff remarks that were just jokes that were kind of throwaways like you could really see how nobody was really taking it seriously and it just felt like like just too childish in that sense like i it didn't make it, any epic or dramatic moment was immediately undercut yeah. by a dumb joke Espe- 
except for the parts where Natalie Portman is in a cancer movie, we just felt so jarring. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It felt so jarring because it's so serious yeah. and everything else is so kind yeah. of outlandish. And then when she's alone, it's not funny. It's just yeah. like the colors get like toned down, like it's darker. But to be honest, I would have wanted, you know, like like that's that's... That's something that I felt was substantial. Like but it, it's not what I guess the problem is. It's not integrated into yeah, the movie, exactly. really. It just feels like, like what, just, the, yeah. what, what am I watching now? And then all of a sudden, the next scene, you know, there's just like a goofy yeah. thing happening. And it's just like, like you know, they have a place in New Asgard called like Cones of whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, gauntlet. gauntlet of yeah. Cones or whatever. And just kind of like, I don't, this is weird. It was very... Tonally all over the place. Yeah. There were some funny jokes. Yeah. Fine. But there were like a thousand jokes. So obviously, like, there were a whole bunch of funny ones. You know, I did like the little relationship between the, you know, the two hammers or whatever. Yeah, that was that's funny. funny. Yeah. You know, um, but it just kept, they kept caning it. Like, it yeah. was like, oh, you like that joke? Here's it a million times. You know, same thing with, with the goats. Funny, but then they just kept repeating. I did like the, the scene with all the gods. It was visually fun and yeah. colorful. And, and I wanted to, like, kind of look at all of them. But it was such a pointless but side quest. Kind of pointless, like, yeah. why? are we in like i guess they get the lightning thing but then yeah, it's just kind of like do they need it they have the hammer like do they only need it because they need it like it's yeah. not specific exactly um, the best part of this film was was christian bale his portrayal of the character was so yeah. good and ultimately i guess i liked it more than i yeah. didn't you know the other like having said i've complained about this movie a lot because yeah. there is a lot to complain but i think and i think a lot of it comes from kind of disappointment more than exactly. anything else exactly uh i think overall i still probably laughed in this movie more than any movie i've watched this year right it's probably the top like there aren't a lot of comedies that have yeah. come out and or recently there aren't just comedies coming out but i probably laughed more than i do and i guess you know that counts for something um and in that way, it was nice, but it was just very forgettable. I just I, don't remember that movie. I, I think it's what you said. My expectations were so high for this film that I was really disappointed. It, as a film, if I had no expectations, it was, it was fun. It was good. It was like, you can enjoy it. Definitely. Obviously, you know, like, like it's still visually fun and rich and there is a lot of humor, you know, all the stuff that I'm saying does count, but ultimately like... The only reason that I'm frustrated by it is because I had such high expectations. But if I'm going to compare it to like Jurassic World or some garbage, you know, yeah. like obviously this is a much, much better film. But I'm not comparing it to bad films. I'm comparing it to what I feel it could have been, which would have been great, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So on a scale of one to ten, how many uh, Infinity Stones would you give uh, Thor? Um, wow, it's a, it's, a, it's a tricky one. I'm going to give it a six. Okay. I'm going to give it a six because of the frustration, disappointment, but because I still have to be objective and look at it and like, okay, it did make me laugh and there was a lot of good stuff about it. Yeah. I'm going to give it a seven for the same reasons. I had a good time. Like, mm. and I think most people who watch it at the least will have a good time. Uh, but, you know, for us, there's just a lot more to kind of just complain about and like, uh, yeah, I knew uh, this could have been much better. Yeah. But, you know, to be fair, if I didn't have that expectation, I would have enjoyed it more. Thank you for listening to Switch Flicks. If you loved or hated the show, please do rate, subscribe, and leave some comments. Your support is the thundering love of our hearts. Mm -hmm.